At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook, joined once again by Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, what a show we have for the people today. Of course, Mike Piranio is going to join you later on in this very hour. He's the sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, you and I don't play favorites, but the double J, Jeff Jarrett, is one of our favorites that we have back. And I know you're as excited as I am to have Jeff Jarrett back talking Titans. He's all over the place. He's going to be talking Titans. We're also going to preview his big match on pay-per-view uh, up for Game Changer Wrestling tomorrow. By the way, Double J showed up on Friday Night SmackDown last night, made a nice cameo appearance in his hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. You're going to have to keep me abreast of that because I know you know this stuff better than I do, but it's just fascinating to see Jeff Jarrett still a player in wrestling in 2022 and a player on our show later on today. Of course, David Gascon is going to join us from Valley Sports West and Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast to break down everything in the NFL and beyond because, Wes, we are down to the great eight in the NFL postseason. Two games today, two games tomorrow. After the the dust settles from the weekend, we're going to be down to the conference championships. And I wonder when you look at the games that are going to be and the teams on display just today, just the four teams today, of course, the Bengals and the Titans. We see some money coming in here on the Titans now as this is up to four. I saw some four and a halves flash out there. And you see that total going up to 48 and a half. Very interesting because we know the King Derrick Henry is back. And then the, the second game today will be the Packers right now still holding about five and a half point favorites against the 49ers. So, Wes, when you look at that, still five and a half in that total again, 47 and a half. Out of the four teams on board today, which of the four, in your estimation, will be the highest scoring singular team of the four? Yeah, and Dave, it's no surprise that the Packers, because they're the biggest favorite really in all of the playoffs, are going to be the shortest price. But I actually like the under in that game more on that later in the program. But I would say the Tennessee Titans at plus two and a quarter. Wow. Uh, obviously getting Derrick Henry back. And look, I think Cincinnati is going to take the approach, okay, we can't let this guy beat us. So, yeah. you know, they could be stacking the box, and that opens up the play action for Ryan Tannehill if they're not able to get pressure up front. I expect Tennessee. And look, this is the first time that Tennessee has had both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown really fully healthy at the same time, plus you add Derrick Henry back into the mix, plus uh, the tight ends. I think the tight ends for Tennessee haven't put up huge numbers this year. They could have a big day. More on that in the prop segment. But we're starting to see the over get hit a little bit in this Cincinnati-Tennessee game because 48.5 at BetMGM, still 48 at some places, but starting to be the highest total of the two, of course, Bill's Chiefs highest total of the week. That'll mm-hmm. go in the late game tomorrow. But 
I, I think both of these teams, because they're kind of so like in the middle in the numbers when you look at like the DVOA, they don't do anything that really necessarily blow you away. So I think maybe the casual betters would be thinking, oh, low scoring game. These two teams really aren't very good because we've heard all week the Bills Chiefs is the de facto AFC championship game. But I think this is going to be maybe a little bit of a higher scoring game and a little bit more of an exciting game because I feel like this is the game, even though it's the first game on the docket for, for divisional playoff weekend, this is the game that's probably getting the littlest buzz because you have a Cincinnati team that has not been in the playoffs for a long time. You have a Tennessee team that's not that, that big, sexy, big market team or a team that's been to the Super Bowl in recent years like the Kansas City Chiefs or like uh, Tampa Bay or somebody like that. So I think this could be a sneaky over the total. I did not bet the over, but that would lead me to say Tennessee plus two and a quarter will be the highest scoring team today. I, I did play the over earlier in the week when it was still at 47 and a half. So I feel better now because we always talk about trying to get the, the best of that number and the closing line value that it is up to 48 and a half. I don't know how much that's going to be worth here uh, in about five hours. We'll find out. But again, it is interesting to see that money coming in on Tennessee as well. Is that because of Derrick Henry in your estimation? We see his, his yardage prop is in the mid-80s, so people are expecting a heavy workload from uh, Derrick Henry. He said, hey, I feel great. I got, I got a metal plate in my foot. Is that why we're seeing the numbers go up on both the total and on Tennessee? In part, I would have to say yes, but also when you look at the fact that Cincinnati, you know, you know, look, they won their first playoff game since I believe uh, uh, 1990 or, mm -hmm. ni or was it 1991 90, 90, when uh, season. Yeah. when 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 uh, Jerry Springer was still an anchor on WLWT <laughs> there on the NBC affiliate in Cincinnati. So it has been a long time since Cincinnati won a playoff game, and people I think that watched it last week saw that they were kind of life and death there to hang on. The Raiders had a chance if they don't spike it on first down and plus they did throw short on fourth down and couldn't get in the end zone but anyway you look Cincinnati did have to hang on against the Las Vegas Raiders they last did. week so it's like okay now they're prime now now they're going to get beat here against Tennessee so that's why I think you're seeing a little bit of the move because can they do it on the road can Joe Burrow do it on the road he got it done at home and you got a Tennessee team with rest and by the way Mike Vrabel in his career off you know off rest nine plus days of rest eight no straight up wow. so so this is a guy that does get it done off a bye week in Tennessee with the number one seed in the AFC certainly has that however when you look at Tennessee on the other side maybe a, a little bit of a nugget that would help the Bengals cause here Tennessee and I've mentioned it over and over again here on Visa in the last couple weeks according to Football Outsiders who does these DVOA numbers that we talk about Tennessee the worst number one seed right. dating all the way back to 1985 with DVOA numbers so you wonder if that has depressed the line a little bit I think the numbers about right at three and a half and four, and that's why I don't have anything side or total this game. You know, Wes, I look at this, and it's always fascinating when you see what the public is doing, right? And the most bet games uh, by ticket count, I don't think it's a surprise when you've got the Packers involved on a Saturday game, kind of the more featured game of the two against the Niners. That's the most bet game so far of the weekend. The Bengals and Titans is the second most bet, and that's, I think that's because it's Saturday. People want to lay it down. I think you'll see more action coming, obviously, tomorrow on the Bills and Chiefs and the Rams and Bucks. But here's what's interesting to me. The most bet tickets, okay, Packers, we get it, kind of a public team. But I did think early on there was a lot of action going in the way of San Francisco. But the Packers are at minus 5.5, the most bet team by ticket uh, handle. 
the Titans are the second most, and then the Bengals are the third most. You go, well, that kind of counterbalances, right? Well, look at it by handle, and then you see that the Titans are the second most bet team of the weekend. And I assume that's also why we're seeing four and, a, and four and a halves pop up there. And then the Chiefs are third at one and a half, and the Packers at five and a half. Wes, people just are not buying into the dog day afternoon scenario here so far. Maybe they'll like the Rams, but so far it feels like the public is on the favorites. Yeah, we're going to have, uh, Dave, we're going to have Mike Peranio here with us at 1245 Pacific Time, the race and sports director here at the Mandalay Bay, and I'm going to ask him that lead-in question when we get going in the segment of our betters following what they saw last week. It was 5-1 and one to the chalk last week, and judging by the media punditry, now you look, you can't read really too much into that, but if you look at some of the mainstream media that have talked about this game when they give their picks, a lot of them have been on all of the favorites this week. And, and all the favorites, of course, are the home teams this week. So I'm interested to see if the betters are betting that. Because when you get down, one thing I want to make clear to the betters, when you get down in the divisional round and we're in the, uh, the grade eight or the elite eight, as you put it, you're going to get action on both sides from all type of betters. So you're going to get sharps on the favorites, and you're going to get sharps on the dogs. And you're going to get public players on the dogs and public players on the favorites. Now, I do think, you know, judging by that media punditry, and I do think a lot of times maybe more beginner betters or more casual betters are going to listen to those guys a little bit more. And I've been seeing, what you know, what are your four picks? And I've been seeing Titans, Packers, Bucks, and Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Buffalo being the smallest spread is a little bit 50-50 because mm -hmm. Buffalo, I don't think is like, you know, your quote-unquote sharp underdog. I think there's people on both sides of that game. I'll be interested to see what Mike Baranio says here, what's going on at Mandalay Bay and BetMGM Nevada as a whole. But I do think we're at least going to get one or two underdogs. I think it's probably going to be half and half because one thing I would caution betters of doing is either not betting what you saw last or not assuming that it's going to go the opposite the very following week. So, look, if you said, Wes, you got to bet four favorites or four underdogs this weekend, then I would be on the four underdogs rather than the four favorites. Mm -hmm. However, you know, it doesn't always necessarily go that way. I think you always anticipate, okay, it's going to be the exact opposite this week. And I think you got to really go game by game and plus you have two of these games that are three or less right now in terms of the betting market and you know five and a half is 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 a, a real favorite but it's not like you know it's a touchdown or a double right. digit favorite here so you can make cases for all eight of these teams advancing all right very quickly got a couple minutes to go here in our opening segment of the day the saturday parlays that bet mgm has Wes. if you do like the favorites right and that's where the public seems to like would it be smarter then for them to take a Saturday parlay of the Titans and Packers both winning to get plus money at plus 115 instead of playing the small favorites here at five and a half and at uh, four, well now up to four and a half at some spots here? If you like both dogs, Bengals and Niners to win outright, that's plus 700. Which way mm -hmm. would you go here or would you mix and match with a favorite and a dog? Well, and one thing I would do, and look, those numbers are probably going to be right around if you did a two-team money line parlay, but I would tell people, do the math, try to get as, you know, extract as much value right. or as much dollars or cent value as you can here, but in terms of uh, maybe what I would look at, I'm going by the teams I think are going to win the games. I would say the Titans and the 49ers at plus 375. I do kind of like the 49ers' chances up in Green Bay. I know a lot of people do not today, but I think they, they 
can go up there and win. They've beaten this team before. They came back from way down. Now they got beat at the end by a Crosby field goal back in week three out in Santa Clara. So Titans 49ers are the two teams that I think are going to be victorious today. But obviously do the math, shop around, see if you can get the best number you possibly can. Well, you're, you're really scaring me, Wes, because I've got the Packers in a couple of teasers here and to make them Al Davis just win baby type games. So we'll see how those play out. But to your point there, that's why I did tease down the Packers in most of my plays because I do think that's a tricky line at five and a half so far with what we're seeing today. All right, Wes, when we come back here, uh, betting across America, I want to get your thoughts on first halves and how people should approach first half betting as we get down to the great eight in the NFL. Come on back. It is betting across America right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. game and we want to make sure VEASAN is a part of your plans. We're going to be with you throughout the playoffs and then on championship weekend. We've got 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to our 6th annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VEASAN betting experts during, before, and after the action on VEASAN.com. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is at Mandalay Bay. I'm here at Circus Sportsbook and guilty as charged Wes, you are so much tuned, more tuned in right now to the college basketball scene. I look up, and I see early on in the biggest game of the day, Auburn, and I see a two mm-hmm. in front of their name. And I go, Bruce Pearl? Are they all the way back? It looks like they're back enough to beat Kentucky. They've got a seven-point lead here, 14 seconds to go, Wes. To me, I mean, you've been watching this much more than I. Are they really as good as the second-best team in the country? You know, they very well might be because they were down in the first half. I'm going to end up splitting on this game because I took Kentucky plus four for the full game, plus two for the first half. Wildcats did lead after 20 minutes, but if you look at Auburn, only one loss this year, and that was down over Thanksgiving. I think the day before Thanksgiving, they played that tournament in the Bahamas called the Battle for Atlantis, Mm -hmm. and they went double overtime with a pretty solid UConn team that would more than likely will be in the NCAA tournament. Lost in double overtime, 115-109. Bruce Pearl's got a lot of talent down there, and he's got this one kid named Jabari Smith who's kind of like a reminder. If you remember the old player Jonathan Bender oh, yeah. who played for the Pacers, yeah. injuries kind of derailed what was a High promising career, but 6'10", can really shoot the three, and Pearl is kind of playing the way he likes to play, the way he played at Tennessee, where they press in the backcourt, they try to get steals, they try to get transition buckets and run a better pace, and he can get away with that because he has size underneath, not wow. only Jabari Smith, but also the transfer from North Carolina, Walker Kessler, if you might remember his father, Alec Kessler, mm-hmm. played in the NBA, played at University of Georgia, as we are now final at the Auburn Arena. It is 80-71, to 71, Auburn over Kentucky. Auburn, absolutely the team to beat right now in a tough SEC because you've got a Kentucky team that's very good. You have a Tennessee team that is pretty solid. You have Arkansas. You have LSU. You have Alabama. You have Mississippi State. You're going to get a lot of tournament teams out of the Southeastern Conference conference this year, but right now, the team to beat in that SEC is the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, a couple of things of note here very quickly is now Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers, they do a a fist pump for the, uh, you know, normally it's handshakes. 
That's the mm -hmm. new thing now. But then they still hug, so I don't know if that defeats the purpose. And then I still didn't know they were battling for Atlantis, but it's good to know that somebody has ownership over it. <laughs> uh, you mentioned, Wes, that uh, the first half you were on Kentucky. I'm always intrigued when you do first half lines in the NFL. Let's get to those here for the weekend. And obviously, if you like the dogs, maybe you get some better value in those first halves. To that point, today the Bengals are getting three. Remember, for the entire game, it's about four, four and a half at some spots here. The Niners are getting three and a half in the first half. Again, only five and a half for the game. Look at the Rams. It's identical. They're getting two and a half for the first half, two and a half, three on the game. And that the Bills only a half point, but yet getting one and a half, two market wide uh, overall for the game. How do you how do you kind of gauge the, the first half plays, Wes, and have you made any so far uh, for the great eight weekend? Yeah, what I've done predominantly are totals. We'll stick with the sides first, but just kind of update here. Plus three pretty much in the market, but it would be minus two and a half, minus a dollar twenty at BetMGM on the favored Tennessee Titans. So obviously, if you want to take the three, even though we encourage our listeners to uh, get their BetMGM app and whatnot, but we also want you to take the best numbers and win money and cash tickets. Right. Uh, because uh, from what I hear, that's what it's all about around here at VSIN. <laughs> so uh, word on the street, at least, Dave. That's but what they say. Yeah, whoever they are. Yeah. And where you are down at Circus Sports, it's Tennessee minus three, minus a dollar five. So that means plus, or minus one fifteen on the Bengals to get that key number of three. So some places you might have to pl to uh, pay the tax there, but. I understand why people might go Bengals at least in the first half, uh, simply because. Look, uh, you've got a Tennessee team that did not play, so it's that old rest versus rust. What do you believe in? Do you believe in the rest, or do you believe in the rust, at least early on? As uh, as uh, many of the Auburn Tigers standing on the scoring table shirtless here, I have uh, just uh, a kids, party atmosphere kids down there. Kids will be uh, kids, Wes. Yeah, let them be enthusiastic. Let's not be sticking the muds, an old get-off-my-lawn guy. Let them have some fun. But Absolutely. anyway, back here to Tennessee, and... I would, I mean, I certainly could support the case for Cincinnati, at least in the first half, because there's kind of that sense, Dave, when you get a game under your belt. You've already been in the scenario where it's like, hey, we're one and done. We lose, right. we go home. You know, this is something I'll use a lot like in college basketball, especially like when we get to the conference tournaments. You know, when you've had that game. Now, now ordinarily, it's the very next day, not a whole week in between games. So Cincinnati, uh, you know, playing the same time they did last week. So the same schedule mm -hmm. in terms of uh, being 1.30 Pacific kickoff, 4.30 Eastern time. That's the spot they were in last week against the Raiders. So the practice schedule is the same same, you know, checking into the hotel, even though you got to take a short flight down to Nashville. But, you know, even when you're at home, you're still staying in a hotel. You're not necessarily sleeping at your house. They want to get the team together and they go find a hotel somewhere in town or maybe just across the river in uh, northern Kentucky for Cincinnati just to get away from everybody, mm -hmm. get away from the family, get away from any distractions. So it really doesn't change as much despite the fact that they're taking a short road trip down to Nashville. The schedule's the same and I think sometimes that gives an advantage to the road team because it's like they've been through this. Now Tennessee, we know Mike Vrabel very good off a buy, 8-0, uh, as we mentioned earlier. So if I were to go with the Bengals, I would actually like them a lot more in the first half necessarily than the full game. You know, it's interesting, too, because I know a lot of people are going to go, well, you don't know who's going to win the coin toss. And if you're doing a first half line, I mean, it does become kind of paramount. Would you advise people to wait, Wes? Because you can almost see it on social media here. Who gets the, t the coin toss and, you know, looks to either defer or receive. And most people defer now to the second half. 
How big a gamble is that for first-half betters here when they don't know until moments before kickoff who's going to get the first possession in the game? There is a reason why you'll see some of these, and sometimes if you're looking at, at, at the line screen here, like the Don Best screen, kind of around the market, not only here in Vegas, but in faraway places, you'll see a minor adjustment once the coin toss is done, then you'll see somebody try to bet that. Advantage players will certainly try to get in on that, but, you know, you have such little time That's right. in between that than before to the kickoff, too, and plus, especially if you're a customer in a book, and you're waiting in line, I mean, that's why you want to get the apps or you want to have some right. uh, faraway place accounts Thumbs because on the ready. you're waiting in line trying to get that. Once that's kicked off, you don't get your wager in and you get shut out. So that's why we encourage people to sign up for the BetMGM app and mm -hmm. all the other different apps uh, across the country and across here in Las Vegas. So, yeah, I, I mean, that plays a little bit into it, Dave, but I mean, I generally go with the handicap because it's like you're going to have only a certain amount of possessions depending on how many turnovers or something like that or penalties what have you. So I think if you have your handicap, I don't think you want to necessarily talk yourself out of it because of the coin toss. Okay, let's get to the first quarter lines because if you think it's a crapshoot potentially in the first half, depending on who gets uh, potentially that extra possession, that first quarter could be huge. So when I look at the Packers, minus 165 less in the first quarter. Let's just say theoretically the Niners get the ball first. Well, they could get mm -hmm. one of those patented Kyle Shanahan seven-minute drives and if they score first, my goodness, the biggest favorite on the board for a first quarter line, you're staring uphill uh, if mm -hmm. you're laying that minus 165 if you don't get the ball first and score. So, again, it's to your point, the handicap really for the first half, it, probably the possession is going to equal out. In the first quarter, they may not. And that's where it yeah. really could be a disadvantage. Well, and that's uh, uh, more to the point of your last question, Dave, is that, you know, if you get one of those drives that, you know, before you know it, there's seven and a half, eight minutes taken off uh, the clock, then you don't have as much time. Right. So that's where the coin toss, I think, can come into a little bit of play where it's a little bit more of a of a crapshoot on the first quarter. Look, I know some guys that are very good at doing this type of derivative betting where they're going in the first quarter. And I think we kind of know to that second game this evening what the 49ers, I think, that they want to do. We know that Jimmy Garoppolo has not only the thumb, but apparently a little bit of a banged up shoulder and go back to that 2019 NFC championship game where green where, where, where San Francisco won and went to the Super Bowl Jimmy Garoppolo was six of eight for 75 yards and I think the 49ers must have ran it like 40 plus times for about mm -hmm. 280 yards and change in that game so I don't know if you're going to get quite that split this afternoon but we know the 49ers are going to want to attack this Green Bay weakness which is the rush defense right. 27th in football outsiders rush defense DVOA the four 49ers, look, they got held to about 65 yards in that week three meeting by Green Bay. However, this running game is a lot more diverse and I think has a lot more playmaking ability than it did back then because of not only Debo Samuel getting more carries, but also the emergence of Elijah Mitchell as kind of their primary running back. So, you know, maybe not putting too much into those uh, stats from the first game back in week three. All right, let's see how those play out for those first quarter and first half better. Sometimes, Wes, if I was more apt to play a first quarter, Line. It might be a total versus a side because at least you mm -hmm. have equal opportunity for possessions theoretically to get over that total. Normally they're around seven, seven and a half 
at most places in the first quarter looking for a couple scores if you really think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So uh, just some food for thought out there. But, Wes, when we come back, I do want to get into some quarterback props today. First, the wide receiver playing quarterback that is Ryan Tannehill, who was at one point an MVP candidate uh, in some people's eyes, and Joe Burrow, who could be the comeback player of the year and also some people think should have been up there for MVP. So come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows and download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, Long Shots, First Strike, and many, many more. They're all free and available now at VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. I'm here at Circus Sportsbook. Wes is over at Mandalay Bay. Mike Prime, the other sportsbook manager, will join Wes in a little bit here in this hour. And, of course, we're going to have Double J Jeff Jarrett join us at the uh, in the next hour as well. So you don't need to go anywhere. But I did want to talk about the dueling quarterbacks today because I know that the prop betters out there, Wes, get very mm-hmm. intrigued, certainly in the postseason, when you put those quarterback props out there. So now that we're expecting a little bit more points than maybe we thought earlier in the week, again, this number has crept up to 48, 48 and a half here at BetMGM. When you look at Joe Burrow head-to-head today against Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, the passing yards, you can expect this, that Burrow is going to be significantly greater than Tannehill, almost about what, about 50 yards there with the VCU education. Passing touchdown, you see that it's juiced to the uh, over for Burrow at minus 176. Tannehill plus money if you think he's going to get two or more at plus 105. And then the picks, it kind of goes to show you again, they just think Joe Burrow is going to take more chances to get at least one, so it's minus 121. Ryan Tannehill maybe a little bit more protective of the football. He does have Derrick Henry back. If you don't think he's going to throw a pick, Well, you can get plus money uh, right there. Excuse me, if you think he's going to throw a pick, it's plus money at plus 110. If you don't think he's going to throw a pick, that surprises me. The under is minus 143. What do you make of some of these quarterback props today, Wes, and any that you actually might be intrigued to play? Well, Burrow only threw the ball 34 times last week for 244 yards, and and that's because, you know, part and parcel that the Bengals did have to lead most of the game, but one of the reasons why I did not get involved necessarily with these quarterback props is just because I don't know what the game plan is going to be for Cincinnati, because what I really think that we have seen, and oftentimes with some of these teams still remaining in, in the NFL playoffs, I'm like, okay, they need to run the ball a little bit more. Maybe they throw too much. I think the Bengals throw too little, really, when you look at it. They've had inefficient running metrics all season. I know Mixon had 1,200 yards, but if you look against the Raiders last week, they ran 21 times on early downs on first and second down. I know a lot of the a lot 
lot of the uh, the numbers gurus are like, hey, throw more on first down. Don't necessarily run it every time on first down. So they ran 21 times on early downs against the Las Vegas Raiders next, last week, and it was minus 2.23 EPA, what's ex called expected points added per play, 19% success rate. So Joe Burrow, it's kind of like you just got to let him go. I know he's a young guy, and this is his first road start in only his second NFL season here in the playoffs, but yeah, let this guy throw the ball a little bit more. And I don't know if Zach Taylor is all of a sudden going to like flip the script a little bit and let him go ahead and do that. Uh, now the offense to Cincinnati, full credit to them for getting as far as they have, but they've had a, a relatively soft schedule. So against good defenses, which the Titans are kind of like a slightly above average right. defense. Not They're as not elite by think. it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I would lean a little bit just to the under. Until, it's kind of like I'll believe it till I see it with uh, Zach Taylor and company in terms of if they're going to throw the ball a little bit more. You know, it's interesting because we just showed you those stats with Joe Burrow, what he's done against Tennessee and what he's done against the league, and the numbers are comparable, right? I mean, like, it, it, it is rather interesting. You look at the completion percentage, it's almost identical across the board for the league and his career against the Titans. He hasn't thrown a pick against there. Yeah, he has 14 interceptions, but he does have those 34 touchdowns. And look at the QBR. Uh, a little bit better mm -hmm. against the league, but still really good. 106.7 sounds like a radio station uh, against the Titans here. So Burrow has played well, and I think that's that's the myth, right? That the Titans, we th think Mike Vrabel, we think defense. If they can't pressure Burrow, to your point, if Zach Taylor does open it up, the opportunity should be there. And again, I think that's why you're seeing this total uh, go up here to 48 and a half that you've seen. I want to flip it over, though, to Tannehill because it is intriguing to me. You know, I, I just saw he, he does turn it over still. Look at, it. Look at it this year. I just showed you mm -hmm. 34 to 14, 21 to 14. Look at the QBR down under 90. Look at what he's done. It's, it's not overwhelming. Wouldn't you be more apt to say that Ryan Tannehill would be the one to make the mistake and not Joe Burrow? Well, uh, I mean, I, I could certainly understand that, even though he's the veteran and the more proven guy and has obviously had more big-time playoff experience than Joe Burrow. The key is how much are we going to see Henry be used? Right. Are we going to see him be that workhorse back that's going to get 25 carries and 25 touches? Because if you look at the running game, and it really fell off without him, they were sixth in rush DVOA with Derrick Henry. He was on pace to get back-to-back 2,000-yard -back seasons. So when he went out in that game at Indianapolis, they fell off the 24th in rushing offense DVOA, one of the bottom eight of the league. So Henry just being back there, I think, can open up the play action, which makes the passing game a lot potentially more effective for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, can Cincinnati cover A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, who haven't had a lot of reps together really this season? Either one or both of them have been out for a decent amount here. And plus... What concerns me, if you're a Bengals backer, they are 31st in DVOA on first downs during the regular season. Ooh. So <laughs> are the uh, Titans going to like run the ball right away, or mm. maybe are they going to take some shots where what Cincinnati should do, which is maybe throw a little bit more on first down, maybe try a little bit of play action. So that's what concerns you a little bit on the Cincinnati side. I did not bet. Everybody kind of bets the quarterback props, right. obviously, but I find that the value is more – you know, maybe your second and third running back or second and third receiver or tight end props in terms of position players. But 
I would lean a little bit over with Tannehill here because I think everybody thinks that, you know, Vrabel and company, they're just going to feed Derrick Henry and it's going to be like, you know, like he never left. I think, you know, first game back, I mean, you got to get, you know, you got to get the reps. You got to get hit a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how many carries Derrick Henry is going to get today. So on that portion or just thinking of it that way, I would lean toward Tannehill with the over yards. You know, it's interesting too because I, I do believe you're right that Vrabel could use that. You do that big uh, play action there and everybody, the linebackers biting on the play fake and then Tannehill might try to take some shots over the top with talented wide receivers that you mentioned earlier in the program. To that end, the longest completion of the day, Joe Burrow 38 and a half yards will get a 39 yarder or more. We know he's got big play potential in Jamar Chase. But Tannehill, I kind of like his prop there at 34 and a half. Just give me a 35-yarder, right? I mean, I do think because of what you just mentioned with Derrick Henry in that play action, it is going to hold some people, get behind those linebackers. Because we expect points in this game, don't you think both of those, maybe that would be the, the right way to go? Instead of playing the just the yardage for the quarterbacks, they're going to get one deep shot with these talented receiving cores that both these teams possess. It could be, and I, I understand why Cincinnati is higher, because obviously Jamar Chase, who's going to be the uh, rookie of the year, at least on the offensive side, you know, he can bust one really quickly, and we saw that last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. He is a big rat guy, run yeah. after catch, so, you know, that's why I think it's a little bit higher. Julio Jones, you know, still very capable, but Julio Jones isn't what he was five years ago in Atlanta. There's a reason why Atlanta was willing to let him go away, because, you you know, you only have so many years when you're kind of that WR1, mm-hmm. which A.J. Brown really is. Brown is the number one receiver for the Tennessee Titans, and you don't even need the stats to really bear that out. But, look, 13 games, 63 receptions. Julio Jones only 10 games this year, 31 receptions. So that tells you that Brown is going to be more of the heavy hitter. So, you know, I- I'm not sure Julio. Julio is kind of a little bit more of a possession receiver now, Yeah, I think, more so. And that's kind of what they need him to be, whereas Brown is a little bit more of the game breaker. You know, I just, when we just flashed Derrick Henry's stats on, on the screen for you at home, eight games, remember, just eight games, 219 carries, he almost had 1,000 yards, 937 mm. yards, 10 tutties, and basically five yards per carry. I mean, there's a yeah, reason why luck. he's got that fictitious crown on his head, right? I mean, and he is Lucky. back, and he just, he just, he's a workman, Wes, that's what yeah, he does. Well, luckiest season prop I ever got because I did bet under on Henry's rushing yards because every 2,000 yard back <laughs> has regressed the following season and I'm like okay this thing is dead and I, I you know I don't root for anybody to no. get hurt but I'm still not going to like collect my money on this thing in terms of Henry under regular season rushing yards which you did go under because he only played eight games but uh, yeah I mean you know this is a guy that can that can I think wear a defense down wow. now is he going to have those seasons legs, as you said, going forward, are they going to use him? I don't want to say they're going to use him as a decoy. I mean, they're going to get this guy the ball and see what he can do, but I don't know if he's going to be getting, you know, 25 or 30 carries today, so that's what makes it a little bit tricky on these quarterback props. Well, you know, it's interesting, though, because even though you want it, maybe not the way that you thought you were going to win that wager, wear and tear is an issue, and when you do go over mm-hmm. 2,000 yards in the previous season, right. sometimes injuries those, catch up. That's exactly right. So again, I hope he's fine. It's great. I love to watch the greats play, and we are looking at one of the greatest right here in our era at the running back position in Derrick Henry, but as he said, he's got a plate in his foot, 
It sounds like all systems go. We'll find out what's going to happen for the King in just about an hour. But when we come back, West, Mike Perani is going to join you right there, the Sportsbook Manager at Mandalay Bay. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NFL playoffs. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first bet. Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn MLF rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team simply scores a touchdown in the game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or start credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook, of course, joined once again by Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. And he is standing by with Mike Peronio, the sportsbook race uh, manager over at Mandalay Bay. And gentlemen, I got to think, Wes, I know the people here at Circa starting to come in, not just for the NFL, but also for the UFC. Yeah, absolutely. Same story over here at Mandalay Bay, of course. Uh, getting started, wildcard week, or excuse me, divisional playoff weekend, rather, Cincinnati and Tennessee. Big fights tonight, obviously college basketball all day. NBA has some games, uh, so really a packed schedule here, Mike. But what we saw from wildcard weekend, favorites and chalk got home. Five and one last week against the number. And just judging kind of by the media punditry I've been observing this week, a lot of home favorites, a lot of people like the home teams. Are people betting that accordingly here at BetMGM? Yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't know if it's COVID related, but uh, it was always, you could count on dogs winning the first week and mm-hmm. favorites winning this week, and it's complete, completely opposite. Who knows right now? Hoping to go back to normal next year so we know right. what's going on. But, right. uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, a different scenario, and the extra two teams in the playoffs makes a difference, too. There's better teams in the wild cards. And we'll go game by game here. Let's start with the first game, 45 minutes away, Cincinnati and Tennessee. Cincinnati in the same early Saturday afternoon spot that they were in last week where they held on 26-19 over the Las Vegas Raiders. But starting to see some fours in the market on Tennessee. Are you getting yeah. two-way on this game, or is it starting no. to get more lopsided to the home team? Yeah, it's uh, Tennessee and along with Green Bay are our biggest liabilities right now. Tennessee's ticket counts are 2 to 1 but the money is 9 to 1 Tennessee and that's why you saw that line move. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll move it any farther just so we don't get hit back on middles but uh, uh, the Green Bay it's 3 to 1 on the ticket count and 6 to 1 on money. Let's just put it this way. Either dog if we need one dog to win and cover. This. I was I was going to ask you that was actually my next question. It's like, you know, you don't want to say cuz sometimes you're at BetMGM and yeah. Mandalay Bay, you need some favorites, right. but you probably I was going to say at least need one dog to get there, and I would think probably your best play would be the 49ers. Yeah, uh, either we'll take either one of them. I mean, both would be great, but uh, you know, we, we, we can't be greedy. Uh, the wise guys were, were betting early, the early money on this. That's what drove Green Bay early. It went four and a half to six. 
six. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, they, the wise guys were buying points on that game. So okay. that's interesting to me because that tells me, I don't know, that seems to me like you're not as confident as you normally would be if you're a wise guy right. buying half points. Right, especially on kind of what are non-key numbers. Now, key numbers being a relative term right. nowadays because with the new uh, the extra point rule from right. a few years ago, you're seeing a lot more games in land on five and six and not necessarily just the three and the seven. But before we get to Sunday, how about the total upcoming here for this first game with Tennessee and Cincinnati? Starting to see the over support here, yeah. 48 and a half now at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, it was 46 and a half, I think, and now it's 48 and a half. And, and that is definitely wise guy money, too. It didn't just move. Mm -hmm. You know, t typically if total moves, unless it's weather, uh, it's always going to be wise guy moves, probably. The right. public's not going to hit totals at no, all. No, and, and you got that right, I think, here, because this seems like of the four matchups, obviously the least sexy matchup, so to speak. So this is the one maybe some of the casual betters are thinking, eh, it's going to go under. They're right. kind of two middling pedestrian teams. And then before you know it, this is, you know, the shootout, you know, that we least expect. So that's getting bet up to 48 and a half. But let's get to Sunday. First game, Rams and the Bucks. We we never saw three and a half. The, the, I think the early, like, you know, casual better sentiment was like, oh, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I can't yeah. bet against him. And maybe weren't giving the Rams credit because it was like, well, Arizona was just that bad. Right. And the Rams weren't that good. But nevertheless, uh, this did not get to three and a half. And now you're seeing two and a half out there. I got to think, is this a little pro versus Joe-ish here in this early game tomorrow? Yeah, I, I think you hit it kind of right on the head that people want to bet against Tom, but they won't actually put money against Tom Brady. Right. So, right. Uh, top, Tampa Bay, the ticket counts equal, but the money is a two and a half to one. So it, 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 that tells me there's some wise guys betting Tampa. Uh, but uh, that's a little closer than the other two. And the Buffalo game is about equal all, all around. Yeah. Yeah, and no surprise, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're getting some Bills teasers, yeah. too, through that key number of two to eight or two and a half to eight and a half, whatnot. So. Yeah, this is teaser time, probably. Yeah. And uh, we talked about it here a segment called Pick of the Week. Here's a, some information or information of the week. When you bet those teasers, two-team teasers, and it's something people don't know, if you lose the first one and push the next one, you get your money back. And we eat a lot. We have a lot of tickets never cashed on that, but you can't have a one-game teaser, mm -hmm. so everybody that's lost money in the past, don't do it anymore. If you yeah. lose one and push, it's a refund. Don't uh, don't crumple up your tickets here at the Mandalay Bay and put them, <laughs> put them uh, no asteroids here in the sports book. It is smoke-free here at the yes, Mandalay right. Bay. So, uh, but you'll see them around, and sometimes if you look down, you'll see, hey, wait a minute, that yeah. won. So, uh, you know, do keep that in mind. That's a good tip from Mike. But uh, nightcap tomorrow, Bills and Chiefs. What about the total here? Because this is the biggest total on the board, I believe. I think it was like eight of the last nine right. going back, I believe, to the early 2000s that had a total of 55 or higher. Eight of the last nine went under, but the one game that did not was the AFC Championship game last year between these two teams. You guys are at 54 and a half right now. Yeah, that was a wise guy move also, like we talked about. It seems like totals, when they move that much, are always going to be wise guy moves. Uh, you know, anything can happen. It, it, you're right. It went from 53 to 54 and a half, uh, the over on that 
game. So uh, it, we're not hurting on that because we're getting enough people betting under on it, probably the public offsetting that enough. It did move, though, uh, but we're not concerned about the totals. Uh, we move those a lot quicker, too, just mm -hmm. so the public knows. I, I know all you guys know, but a total, a smaller bet on a total is going to move it <laughs> than a, on the side. Right, and and now that we've gotten through the individual games, that you've got to ask about futures. I'll start with player futures. In terms of MVP, I believe there was a name mentioned a moment ago that you'd kind of like to dodge here at BetMGM. Yes, if you say his name three times, it helps you otherwise, too. But uh, <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Beetlejuice, Brady. Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice. I wasn't, hey now, I was thinking of that. Uh, by the way, uh, Tom Brady is our biggest liability by far uh, in the Super Bowl MVP market. It's, it's uh, and that can change, though, because it is based on the game. I mean, it doesn't right. matter who the favorite is. It matters who performs, and it depends on who's in that, too. So it's interesting uh, bet, but uh, there's some risk in that kind of bet and future-wise. Uh, you don't get a refund if they don't even play. So not taking sides on any issue here, folks, but I think uh, BetMGM would like Aaron Rodgers to start, like, not talking yeah. about certain <laughs> other subjects that are not football. That yeah. might help his well, cause. Uh, uh, futures liability still the same that we covered last yeah, week? Yeah, the same as always. Uh, the BetMGM guys did a great job. We're sitting pretty on that. I mean, that's going to change when we get to Super Bowl week, but uh, we'll adjust and, and make the lines so we come out on, on that end okay. About two minutes left to go here. I do want to get my partner Dave Ross in UFC 270 as his show first strike. Uh, getting a lot of traction here at VEASAN that started uh, yesterday. We're getting the full McCoy here, and we got a big card. Francis Ngannou, Cyril Gan. Dave, take it away. Yeah, Mike, I got to ask you because I'm stunned when I see the predator, Francis Ngannou, still is a sizable underdog. Are you seeing any money come in on the guy they call the baddest man on the planet? Well, that's my nickname, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> Gimmick <laughs> infringement, man. Come on. No, now. Uh, right now we're okay on that game, Dave. I, I, it, but it looks like we're having some COVID issues, too. And yes. that, uh, you know, some of these fights are, are dropping out. So they need to keep an eye on that. Uh, that's another thing where COVID's affected it. Even if, if uh, you have a fighter or a boxer or someone that had COVID, you, you don't know if they're going to be fully recovered if they actually had, you know, some symptoms. So uh, it's something that's very tricky in fighting, especially. No question. Very quickly in the co-main event here, Brandon Moreno against Davison Figueredo here. I've seen that it seems like most of the money's come in on the Mexican champion. They love Brandon Moreno. Has any money come back on Figueredo? Is this all one-way action? It's mostly one way, but I think we'll get some action, but it's going to be people parlaying against him, trying to get the big payoffs on the parlays. Uh, not all the books in town or in the country take parlays on UFC. Bet MGM, of course, we do. So it, it is uh, something to think about. If there's a reason books don't normally take something, there's a reason, and maybe parlays, I hate to say it, it almost won't come out of my mouth, but parlays are usually not good. But uh, if we won't take a part, we do, but if books don't take parlays, it may be is something you want to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, can't wait for those championship bouts tonight. Uh, Wes, Mike, appreciate y'all's insight as always. Mike Peronio does a great job as a sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. Go check him out. Uh, and again, those UFC fights tonight are going to be wild. We'll talk a little bit more about those throughout the program, but coming on back, we're going to have Double J, Jeff Jarrett, next hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 